In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone and welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast in the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is John and with me as always are my two favorite holders of the line. Uh, I am... Uh secret perpetual fuzzy <laughs> i am chaos marine Braden, i guess because i always hold the line i don't know <sighs> look man i'll get there someday look the goal is I'll to get, get to a point in the podcast where we can make the reference and, he'll and i'll know it. what you're talking about i mean eventually i'll have to circle around probably not actually because there's too many i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, at a certain point you can just start, like, you can probably make references to the same faction, just you gotta do different parts I of the faction. I gotta get creative. Yeah. You got, half the game I think is try to stump me. Yeah, that is actually most of the game is try to stump you. <laughs> well, you see, little did you know I did research and the first person I could think of to hold a line recently was none other than Mr. Pius. Uh, God. Oh, don't worry, I'll talk about him. He sounds so very religious. Hey. <laughs> Weird. Hey. So today we are going to cover the hopefully last part of the Horus Heresy. Eh. Slash Great Crusade. Yeah. So, uh, we have... Dot .co backslash forward slash... I'll, I'm done. Left, right, left, right. Up, down, up, down, B, <laughs> A, start. A, A, select, start. Oh, hey, the Emperor woke up. That's all he had to do. <laughs> Someone just needed to put that in the fucking throne. <laughs> Why is there a Super Nintendo controller etched into the throne? <laughs> well, you see, it is ancient technology. Oh, it's, <laughs> made from, it's made from the ancient 3D printers that hold all the blueprints for everything. Yeah. What are those called, Brayden? Do you remember? No, I remember What are that those called, Fuzzy? I S- do you remember? A STCs standard yeah. template computer construct construct. There are no computers in 40k. You're right. They're you called should. cogitators. They're called cogitators. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fucking. Just like they're not called <laughs> radios. They're called voxcasters. Yeah. Uh, what are watches are called chronos, right? Yep. Probably. I hate them. <laughs> I hate <laughs> all this shit. Just call it a computer. Or a watch. Uh, so, we have three main items on the agenda. The uh, first one we're going to get to is the Battle of Istvan V, which goes by the much maligned name of the <laughs> Dropsite Massacre. Oh dear. So, if you'll remember from last episode... Uh, Real correct, I just want to say, uh, I, I'm wearing headphones and have a separate mic to my headphones, and there was a problem on my other podcast for a while when I was using my headphone mic, where it, like, you could hear Chris's voice through the headphone mic. An interesting fact, apparently my headphones were loud enough that my not-integrated mic was still picking up my headphones. Uh, uh, hi, ladies and gentlemen. I'm deaf, apparently. <laughs> what? So, anyway, anyway uh, Drop Site Massacre, a.k.a. That Huge Fuck Up. So, if you remember, uh, a couple, three or so 
of the traitor legions had purged their ranks of loyalists by throwing a murder virus at them. Yeah. Those are the Sons of Horus, the World Eaters, the Emperor's Children, and the Death Guard. Yeah. So after they do this, they realize, hey, we're on, like, borrowed time. (laughs) So they go and, especially since, as we, if you'll remember, the Eisenstein went and had word that, hey, there's a betrayal. So they went to two planets further out. What's what's three to five? Is that further in or further out? Out, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. So they went two planets out and slightly to the left and basically built a huge fortress on Istvan 5. Instead of three, because they saw three and they're like, oh dear. Well, they had already fucked up three. Oh, I mean, okay. three so is a planetoid made out of a gray goo. Yeah, I was about that, to say, that. that's if, the goo planet now. Yeah, correct. <laughs> It's, it's not yeah. Istvan 3, it's, it's Istvan Goo. <laughs> okay, so on 5, they set all this up, and a coalition of multiple legions went to go take them down. The Iron Hands, Salamanders, Raven Guard, as well as the Iron Warriors, Night Lords, Wordbearers, and Alpha Legion. Uh, something to note here, the uh, Iron Hands, Primarch, Iron Manus was overwhelmingly pissed at Fulgrim because Fulgrim was his closest brother. And now Fulgrim's a traitor. Exactly. And also, uh, we should, you know, kind of note here, hey, let's take a quick look at that roster again. Uh, The guys coming to fight the traitors are the Iron Hands, the Salamanders, the Raven Guard, the Iron Warriors, the Night Lords, the Word Bearers, and Alpha Legion. Does anyone notice something about those ones? Anyone anyone want to remember a little thing about those four? Those those second four? Real quick, anyone? Blessed chaos! Oh hey, thank you in the back. Appreciate so, that. So the rest of them were already painted, just nobody knew it yet? Ah, uh, look, I can see the spiked helmet in the back. Yeah, thank I was about sir. to say, because I, <laughs> I remember Alpha Legion, I made the joke. Uh, last episode, the Alpha Legion basically just had pieces of paper with the chaos symbol taped to them. Yeah, more <laughs> or less. Yeah, or less. and they're like, "Hey, we're chaos." Yeah, let's do and it. Then the Iron Warriors is Perturabo, uh, Night Lords. Uh, yeah, who already Edge fell, Boy. right? Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. The Word Bearers, Lord Word Bearers. Yeah. He already fell. Alpha yeah, Legion. Yeah, yeah. everyone. Wait, yeah. who knows? Everyone that we know has fallen. Yes. Yeah. Is on the is on the side <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna go fuck up SN5. And uh, then Yeah. Also, r- real quick, I just wanna put this out there. For those of you who uh haven't read 40k before and are curious, the entirety of the Horus Heresy takes place during a series of books conveniently titled The Horus Heresy Collection. Uh, some of them are fantastic, and some of them are a gaping wound in the warp, uh, that bleeds pus and ass juice. Oh. Um, uh, with most, uh, Black Library, which is 40K's publishing house, or Games Workshop's publishing house, uh, it's very dependent on what author you're reading, how good the book is, and how good the lore is. Oh. Because some writers will... It's kind of like... They have very, very different 
ideas of how certain characters should act, and it gets very, very fucky very quickly. I have a question. Yes. I, I may have just misheard uh, it, but did I not hear the white scars in that list? No. Oh, uh, you did not. Why are they not there? The white scars yeah. are currently basically on the other side of the galaxy, fuckling some other shit up. Oh, okay, so they're just so far away that everyone was just like, mm, let's just leave them over there. They weren't close to hand, it would have taken too long, wanted to strike while uh, the iron was okay. hot and all that shit. Okay. So, they will come up when I start talking about the Battle of Terra, because uh, they are relevant. But I assume that's right. everyone comes to the Battle of Terra. Well... No. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we... <laughs> we get to it. Yeah. Anyway, back on Istvan 5. So, my understanding is that they built all of this... They basically built a trench system, and you couldn't... You had to assault them from the front. Like, they made, like, a Helm's Deep kind of setup. Uh-oh. Uh... And the exposed part was 20 kilometers, which is about 12 and a half miles. Now imagine 30,000 30, defenders oh. attacking, being attacked by 40,000 loyalists. Oh, I get it, because it's Warhammer 30,000, Warhammer 40,000. Boing, 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 God. So 70,000 Space Marines <laughs> plus vehicles plus uh, Imperial Army in a 12 mile wide strip of fuck. Yeah, so basically they just dug a giant 12 mile long hole and was like, alright, we're gonna fight here. It was a death canyon. Yeah. So the Loyalists decide, or the <laughs> uh, Iron Hand, Salamanders, and Raven Guard demand to be the vanguard they are going to be the front the hammer that would be against the anvil of iron warriors night lords and so on the bad guys yeah i was about to say so they do a massive drop pod and thunderhawk i think based assault what are thunderhawks uh it is a large airship designed to carry infantry and vehicles. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, a dropship. I assume yeah. based upon the name the Dropside Massacre, she goes wrong. <laughs> well, they land and they start putting in that work. Oh. Right? Mm. And then their other four buddies land behind them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they just immediately, they just do a 180, and they're like, you thought it was the Loyalist, but it was me! Chaos! And then they, well, uh, almost exactly. There's even a handy picture here of, like, the Loyalist forces uh, charging forward towards the guys they knew would be bad, and then there's all the rest of the guys behind them. And boy, oh boy, did <laughs> Fucking, based on this image, it seems like, uh, about half of the Iron Hands and, uh, who are the guys with the flaming swords, uh, as their symbol? Uh, uh, Salamanders, huh? No, they have a dragon head as their symbol, John, because uh, they've got an aesthetic. 
Raven Guard. No, yeah. no, Raven Guard have the wings. The fuck are those assholes then? I don't fucking well, it's know. It's time to look it up. I, it's uh, maybe... oh, I, oh, I think it's Mechanicus guys. Okay, I was gonna say either Mechanicus or Custodes. Yeah, it, it was some Mechanicus guys. Uh, oh, uh, also it should be noted real quick. Uh, there's a guy who or thing that's present on the Dark Mechanicus's side right now. Uh, that should be noted. Uh, and its name is Dius Irai. Uh, A.K.A. A fucking Imperator Titan. I remind oh. you, Imperator Titans are the biggest ones. They're the giant for... mech churches. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, just yes. real quick, by the way, uh, that's here, along with some other Titans. Oh, so there's more than one. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's damn. it's the biggest fuckling you could possibly imagine. Who owns like, this? Is the traders own the the mechanic? Oh, okay. The, uh, there's a there's also a split in the mechanicus as well. Oh, so some are traders and some are loyalists. I'll because there'll be some more that I cover when I start talking about the pr up to the Battle of Terra because there is some other shit to okay. that we kind of missed. The, the big thing with the Mechanicus is that uh, improvement or invention is heresy in, in the Church of the Omnissiah. And Horus said, hey, if you side with me, I'll let you invent shit. And that's like, cool. Oh, like half of them. Okay, yeah. Some people were like, yeah. that's my shit. So... The, at the Dropsite Massacre, the Loyalists landed and assaulted, and basically fell back into the people that were killing them. Oops. That were... Yeah, it was real brutal. Uh, this is where Vulcan dies the first time. Oh, yeah. And this is... <laughs> and this is where Ferris Manus fights Fulgrim to the death and Fulgrim has his epiphany after he kills Ferris of, oh shit, I've been possessed for months and this fucking sucks. <laughs> He's like, I just killed my brother. Damn it. Oh shit. And then he like looks at his legion all the strung out coke heads that they are is like, oh shit. <laughs> this is bad. I fucked up. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Uh, and then Demon's like, hey, I'm going to put you in a painting. Because I read that book once. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, what? Oh, I didn't know that was literal. Dor I thought you were just doing fucking bits at me. What are you talking no, about? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's literal that Fulcrum has the picture of Dorian Gray basically happen to him. Or he gets stuck in a fucking painting. How? Uh, fucking Demon fuckery. I'll, 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 I'll look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, as I recall, the sword is like, hey, that's a nice soul you got there, and we're just going to stick you in a painting, kind of like Dorian Gray, because, you know, demons are weird like that, and it's kind of a cyclic, uh, ah, uh, yes, you seek to be perfect, now you will never cease to be perfect. It's fucking weird. That's dumb. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. they kill off an entire primary just by putting him in a painting. He doesn't die. It's just his soul goes he's, away and he's is replaced with a demon. Dead. 
because he's a painting. What is he gonna do? Yeah. It's imagine, actually the other way imagine, around. Imagine a painting in power armor on the battlefield. Hmm? Uh, so this is uh, spoilers for later, but uh, so he realizes he's been possessed uh, and gets kind of further sealed in his own body by the demon until uh, he basically uses this imprisonment to be like, Alright, I'm stuck in my own head, but I've got some weird psychic mumbo-jumbo floating around here. Let's experiment. Until basically he sciences uh, and with psychic powers his way out of his own fucking skull until he recontrols his body by, hey, I just got so good at chaos fuckery, I'm better than an actual object made of chaos fuckery at chaos fuckery. <laughs> And so then he basically kicks the demon out and seals it in a thing, uh, and then is like, you know, I gotta say, I love cocaine! <laughs> and then, uh, then he just kind of kept Does a rail. Aesthetic. Yeah. God. Uh, that's basically it for Dropsite Massacre. It was brutal, and it hamstrung three legions for the rest of their existence. Oh, so, like, basically... So, okay, so no... So there were three loyalists on the planet, basically, and they got fuckled real hard. So nobody got entirely destroyed. Almost to the man, but not quite. Okay. The only first founding legion to my knowledge, that has ever been killed to the man is the Imperial Fists. Oh, dear. It was... Fuzzy, have you heard of that? Uh, only... I haven't read up on it. Uh, yes, basically... Uh, well, we have a lot to cover, and I don't want to get bogged down yeah. in how the Imperial Fists got fucked by an orc crusade, We can, we can look at it later. That, so, we'll talk about that when we talk about orcs. Okay, yeah, orcs. Because, um, boy, do we have a lot to talk about with orcs. <laughs> orcs. Wog. Wog. Um, so, only three... So, with that, the other two Primarchs of the three loyal... Tra or the three loyal legions okay. survive. One's, one's dead, for sure. Yeah, so, I, uh, one, Ferris Man Iron Man dead. dies. Yeah, Vulcan Iron Man dies. Kind of uh, They never bring him back, or... Nope. Vulcan... <sighs> Perpetuals are, like, the most annoying thing to me in new 40k canon. But basically, Vulcan is thought to be dead, but also Vulcan is functionally immortal. Okay. Brayden, have we explained Perpetuals to you? No. We have not. Okay. So I've only, been avoiding the subject The violently. only thing I might know about it is, I'm guessing it's like being the god emperor of mankind sitting well, on the okay. throne. Well, okay, so... Perpetuals are different than that, even. Uh -huh. Through some fuckery, depending on who made the perpetual, or if it was a naturally occurring perpetual, or what, a perpetual is a person that can be literally atomized and still come back. How? Chaos fuckery? I, no, it's just the way they are. It's oh, just wait, the way they are. There is some strange physical process by which these beings can literally be atomized and, and still come, come back. back. So, and it's happened to them before. Okay, the Emperor so, was, at one point, a perpetual. Yeah. 
And that's part of the reason why he got so goddamn good. There's a few other perpetuals, one of whom works for the Cabal that we mentioned last time. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're not there, the... There are eight. There are eight total that, that we, we know, know of. of. That we okay. know of. And they can be aliens. Unknown. Unknown. We're pretty okay. sure they're just human. Okay, because you guys said the Cabal were an alien organization. Yes, so. they m- found a human guy and they made him a perpetual. Oh, interesting. In, and he works for them. Oh, okay, so that's... Okay, so... Yeah. Why aren't all the Primarchs perpetuals? Because... <sighs> if there's, there's a bunch there's of theories spawn... as to why. Okay. S- part of... Some people think that, like, Imps made Vulcan to... Because Vulcan is canonically the nicest Primarch, the chillest Primarch, despite, you know, really being a pyromaniac. Uh, He... He's a relaxed person. And so there is a theory that Emps made him that way, and then was like, I'm not sure if this perpetual thing will work, but just in case it does, I don't want to give it to... I don't know, the one I made to be... Yeah, I don't want to give it to Angron. Uh, so I'm going to give it to the one I know can, you know, sit down with his fucking a reefer and chill out for a minute. Uh, and so he, that's one theory. Uh, another theory is that just due to some fuckery and because, you know, clearly Emps was just experimenting, Vulcan just happened to be the only one that lucked out in that regard. Just like, you know, Lehman Russ lucked out and was a dog. Um... (laughs) The list kind of goes on. Okay, so Vulcan technically, quote-unquote, dies in the Dropslate Massacre, but he's not dead. But he gets better. Oh. He gets better, as in he he gets up to full strength and comes back? Yep. Oh, okay. So, and then who's the other Primarch? That's it. Yeah, that's the only Primarch Perpetual. Uh, No, I'm saying the the other, of the three three uh, legions, there were three Primarchs. Iron Man. Uh, yeah, dies. Iron Man died. Vulcan comes back. Basically died, and then Corvus Corax, aka the Raven King, yeah. aka that's so Raven. <laughs> Raven Raven. Basically, yeah, basically, uh, he survived, and I think is responsible for what survived of those legions actually surviving. Oh, good. So I got a question. This, this might be answered later. What happens when a Primarch like dies? Like. Uh, okay, that's a so, huge, depends on the legion. That's a huge power vacuum that just happened. Well, that's just the thing. No one ever fucking expected that. Oh. Like, okay, you're God, and you make demigods to and help it- you, and suddenly some of the nine of the 18 remaining turn bad, and two of them have died now? Yeah. You nobody like, what do you that. do? There's yeah. not a backup plan. So the way that for the most part legions kind of just had to deal with it is the second in command became the chapter master or the legion master and had to figure it out. And lo- I can only imagine what a lot of those thought at the time. I like I don't know who the second-in-command of the Iron Hands was, but I can only imagine, like, your commander dying, and or y- your god, essentially, dying. <laughs> yeah. 
and then not just your god, but your literal, more or less literal father. Yes. Yeah, basically the guy who gave you that sperm cell inside your chest <laughs> yeah. cavity. Yeah. Who hit you with that third sperm? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like that has to tear up like a majority of the legion itself. Well, so uh, socially, uh. It, it's kind of known that uh, legions are, don't take it very well. And it various factors later on only kind of make that worse. But, uh, yeah, no, he... I'm. I, they get heartbroken, and the f poor fuckers have to keep fighting, and especially given that there's a fucking heresy going on. There, we can't stop. But yeah. god damn, is this a dark day and yeah. they kind of just gotta figure it out from there um <clears throat> i imagine probably the first order of business would be find the next primarch nearest and be like hey what, <laughs> what do we fuck? do yeah well and that's kind of understood a lot of the time that there's a like in just in general there's like a command structure right like any space marine just showing up in a unit of Imperial Guardsmen is the leader of that unit of Imperial Guardsmen because he is the closest thing to God. So what do you do when your closest thing to God is dead? You find the next closest one. Yeah, so just get second in command who is like, well, you're close enough, I guess. That said, in, in the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, the, the thing John just said isn't always true. Camera pans over to generals of the Imperial Guard. Well, even they, depending on the Space Marine, will defer. Yeah. Without a lot of fighting. It, it depends, and it's sometimes case by case, and also, yeah, yeah it... And, it I don't know, if I was a, like, if uh, I was a general of the Imperial Guard, and a, and a giant seven-foot-tall man in basically tank armor shows up, I would defer to him. Uh, at the, the War of Armageddon, all the space marines there were like, "Nah, you got it, bro." <laughs> uh, so they we want to we want to deal with these orcs. <laughs> at the same like, time, no. At the same time, I bet you dollars to donuts if, if some fucknut marine comes up and is like, "Master Creed, uh, <laughs> I would like to give you a suggestion," and he just fucking. <laughs> takes the cigar out of his mouth, leans in well, real far, and goes, <laughs> Do you? Do you? <laughs> so I know uh, you're very confused, Brayden, but I will talk about Creed for probably 45 minutes. Well, I remember, Holy shit, where'd that Warhound Titan come from? I was about to say, I remembered there was three guys who you said had plans on plans on plans. It was the God Emperor of Mankind, that Eldar guy, and Creed. Uh, yep. <laughs> there, there's a couple more, but yeah. Ah, they don't fucking matter. You said compared top to three. Uh, you said top three was the God Emperor of Mankind, the Eldar guy who talked to the God Emperor, and Eldar. Creed. Fucking hell. Like, literally, anyway. it's Sinch and G-dubs for number one <laughs> spot, and then the number two spot is Eldrad and Creed. Eldrad, that's his the Eldrad's a dick anyway. Okay, so anyway. the end of Dropside Massacre, everyone gets out marginally, aside from, you know, the Iron Hands who are fucked up. And from here... Wait. Fuck, I'm, try I'm struggling to remember my timelines, because they're kind of wonk. Uh, 
Well, okay, so what I'm wondering is, when does this Imperium Secundus thing fucking happen? So, that is basically at after the Battle of Kalth, which I have to look up to get a date on. And it's really weird trying to find dates and, like, all that shit for, for this. But, uh, I can start with the Battle of Kalth, so... Well, okay, so the thing about... I'm gonna step in real quick, because there's some prelude shit to the Battle of Terra, right? Because the Battle of Terra is the penultimate thing, and of where this all fucking ends. Um, so, it's at this point, essentially, okay. all of the time- the timeline is- well, it's still going forward, but the major events now are all happening at the same time, basically. Yes. So- Kalth is after this. Yeah. But also, everything else that isn't the Battle of Terra is happening at basically the same time. Yeah. So, uh, Battle of Kalf will lead us to Imperium Secundus, which transitions into Bat Siege of Terra. I don't... How long does Secundus take? A substantial amount of time. Because the Horus Heresy took six months... Well, okay, let's get it. Let's get into Kalth. It took over a year, I think. I'm not sure on like hard dates, but so Battle of Kalth is after Istvan Five. Yeah. Uh, basically, as far as I know, Robot Gurleyman still thinks Horus is loyal, right? How he hasn't because he doesn't know. He hasn't gotten oh. any information, and he is pretty far out right now. Uh, so okay. Istvan 5 happens. Uh, this is the real and true no turning back point. Like, this is where all nine traitors have revealed their hands, and the few survivors book it to Terra. Yeah, Meanwhile right. at Terra, Rogel Dorn and his ma- uh, is <laughs> uh, also shout out to Zoran the bear for uh, doing that voice uh, on on the, if the emperor had a text to speech device because uh, I steal it from him um, fucking and I credit my sources uh, <laughs> so they book it back and find Rogaldorn at the Imperial Palace, who he's literally wrapping up the full redesign, you know, the last bricks are getting laid, basically. And, uh, they tell him, and he goes, fuck. <laughs> and he just calls everyone. And not just in a, like, ring ring vox cast, no, he f basically kicks the door down in the astropaths area and is like you're calling everyone <laughs> and so he does essentially uh thing is a couple of people are a little far away right now um, like the white scars well so the space wolves are wrapping up burning prospero right yeah. about now uh the uh, the White Scars have uh, found the Thousand Suns uh, homeworld and are fuckling it. Uh, meanwhile, Alpha Legion pops in and starts fucking with the Space Wolves and uh, trying to draw uh, the White Scars into it while he's at it. Um, Jagahatai gets the message. 
Russ doesn't. Oh. So Jagahatai is like, uh, uh I really want to help my bro, but... Shit, dude, we gotta go! Yeah. Shit, it takes a while to drive my motorcycle through the webway. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, I can't, man, like, he, uh, could, hold on, someone hand me an envelope, uh, carry the two, uh, yeah, it's gonna take me, like, a while to drive this, uh, 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 and, and is like, hey, stop fucking debating, get here now, just tell Russ, fuck him. <laughs> like, he's fine and all, but fuck him, we need you now. Uh -huh. And so Jagahatai uh, relays this information, uh, paraphrasing, I'm sure, um, and books it. Um, yeah. Russ, meanwhile, goes, well, I'm alone now, and I got a bunch of guys that all look the same. And you know, and I'm singing my song to you. Yeah, and you know, Murder. I'm a little pissed that every time I kill a guy, a guy with his face keeps showing up, so... Uh, Someone hand me the mead. And uh, at he least goes they're on a part of the only two. No, they're not. I was about to say because dogs can only see blue and yellow. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, on Kalf, robot girly so man and the remnants of his ultramarines fleet are chilling mm -hmm. out. Just it's not a remnants. They're they're in force. Oh, okay. Like Okay, so... Oh, okay, okay. At, so, I get it now. Let, let me, Kalth happens now, this. and then this paragraph that I read and earlier happens. Okay, hit me. So, Horus says, Hey, Robot, you and Lorgar got some shit. And I need to, like, flex my war-mastering muscle as a political move. So, you and Lorgar are going to muster your entire legions... And you're going to go purge this orc infestation. That's it. Nice and easy. So, uh, the Ultramarines are amassing on a planet called Kalth. Now, important thing to note about Kalth. It has something that is referred to as an orbital plate, which is just like a, a superstructure that is a dockyard slash orbital elevator. Okay. And Rawbud is there, he's mustering his legion, everything's pretty chill. And in the book, as a, like, uh, tension thing, there is something called the Mark. As in, like, if you're reference to most military operations, there's, like, D-Day minus 14, which is 14 days before D-Day. So on and so forth. Marks in Ultramarine tactical usage are like the beginning of an operation so at like mark uh minus a hundred or something like that like a hundred hours before a a ship translates into system and like takes out something it was really random like they took over this ship just goes dark and then comes back on what happened as the word bearers start to show up they like they having conversations and all these things and everything's pretty chill then a word bearer's ship 
accelerates, like near docking, accelerates to uh, warp translation speed, or like sub that. So like ridiculously fast. It also has its warp shields up, or its uh, void shields up, which are like incredibly strong. So it's it like it's teleportation, about... a lot of weapons, and mm. also uh, let you get in the warp. So it's heading to dock as it's like basically trying to go into hyperdrive. Yeah, it proceeds to wreck through the shipyard. Oh. Annihilates so many warships and kill kills thousands of people in the blink of an eye. So literally, what Horus did is he's like, "All right, robot." Lorgar. Oh well, no! Okay, yeah, 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 I'm right. saying in the grand scheme, Horus literally went to robot and he said, "All right, all right, robot. Here's a fucking piece of candy," and he threw it down the end of the yard, and then Robot went to go and pick it up, and as he was licking it with his back turned, Lorgar came from behind and just smacked him in the back of the head. Kinda, yeah. Uh, Except instead of just, like, whacking him on the back of the head, I want you to imagine that except with a giant mace. (laughs) Yeah. In the shape of a ship. Yeah. The all That's in the shape of a church. (laughs) Yeah. So all the ships in dock are going through, like, pre-flight shakedown, so all their shit's depowered. Yeah, so they can't get up to speed. Right, and there's, like, a scene where the word bearer ships are going through and destroying every single ship. And they can't get power to their shields or anything in time. And while also this is happening, a full-size battleship falls to the surface of Kalf. This, this kills causes... the planet. <laughs> the second one kills the planet. They drop two. They drop two. Oh dear. Uh, in the first one, the most mind-boggling thing I can remember is that Bane blades rain from the sky. <laughs> you know, Bane blades—those hundred-ton tanks that are the size of city, city block. block. Yeah, man, those falling from the sky would be like amazing. Meanwhile, on Kalth's weather report. Uh, yeah, we're we're having uh we're having an interesting day today. John. Everything is dying. Uh, everything's dying, and there's a eighty uh, percent chance of uh, bane blade rain. Uh, interesting precipitation today. Normally we have rain or you know snow, occasionally some sleet, but today it's a uh, bane blades. Uh, for those of you at home who don't know what a bane blade is, it's a fuck huge tank. Uh, go ahead and, uh, put your head between your knees and kiss your darling ass goodbye. Uh, this has been the news at four on Kalf. Uh, oh, fuck! So, Lorgar did a DIY exterminatus. <laughs> More or less, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did a really fucking He's like, this job. fucking goo shit was stupid. I'm gonna drop two ships on a planet. <laughs> Uh, so he girly man for way too long thinks this is a mistake (laughs) like he he watches the Uh. word bearers firing on them and says it must be a mistake (laughs) quick call my brother so they call Lorgar, and Lorgar is like nah I'm chaos now (laughs) you fucked up fuck all this and I, I okay, I'd when... briefly like to imagine this conversation as like robot calls him up and is like, 
so why are you shooting at us? And he goes, at, "You know why? Yeah, you know why." Uh, <laughs> did is it? It's a mistake, right? You you goofed. Yeah, it's totally a mistake. And just somehow, robot just keeps not getting it. Uh, yeah. And cue just five minutes of Lorgar sarcastically egging him on as a bunch of imperial cultists, uh, kind of, and serfs kind of look at each other like, is he not getting it? Or? I imagine it like <laughs> Lorgar kept trying to tell him, like, yeah, I'm chaos, I'm going to kill you all. And then Robot's like, nah, yeah, you goofing. You're silly. You goofing? <laughs> you, you're so silly, Man, Lorgar. You goofing. <laughs> You so Man, silly, Lorgar. So <laughs> oh, look, you accidentally dropped one of your capital ships on Cal. Oopsies. He's so clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a second one. It's getting real close. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's at this point that two things happen. One, Corfeiron, you might remember him, uh, starts to orbitally bombard Cal. Uh-huh fucking sucks yeah and uh girly man declares uh i think the exact quote is start the mark which the mark of kalth has two meanings there's that one and then the people that somehow miraculously well the humans that miraculously managed to survive this suffered incredible radiation damage because the atmosphere of their planet got popped yeah so, uh, if I remember right, they they just have, like, her really horrific radiation burns, and every last one of them refuses treatment. They wear it, like, as a badge of honor kind of thing. Fucking idiots. I mean, it's 40k. They're all My idiots. bones are glowing with green radiation, <laughs> but it's cool. So, uh, girly man decides, hey, I'ma kill Corfeiron. Because, uh, fuck this guy. So he teleports to this weapons platform that Corfeiron has taken over. And Corfeiron's like, uh, basically, pocket warp! <laughs> to <laughs> stun Girly Man. Pocket Sam. Pocket warp. <laughs> you ever just keep a little bit of warp in your pocket? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> so... He's got he's got girly man down. Got him down on the ground. Got My eyes! <laughs> My fucking <laughs> eyes! Got him down ritual <laughs> ritual knife to the man's throat. And uh he has a moment where he's like, huh. I could I could be like Erebus and turn this dude. And that's when girly man's like <laughs> And if I remember right, just like pops his skull. Oh his my hand. god. Woo. Shit's real. Oh no. Uh, he just he ripped his heart out. Oh, even worse. Through his power armor. Through his power armor. Shunk. Oh dang. Didn't kill him, but ripped his primary heart out of his chest. Oh. P- fucking. He pulled out the pocket warp, threw it in Girly Man's face, and then he's like, "Ha! Huh, I got you." Oh, that's my heart. <laughs> I'm kind of just imagining, like, a brief moment of just looking at his heart and looking down at his chest and going, like, I know I have a second one, but damn, bruh. Why you gotta yeah. play me like that? Why you gotta play me like that? Uh, 
the the secondary goal here was to turn Kalt's son into a supernova through chaos fucker. Right. Basically, Erebus was on planet trying to uh, do a dark ritual, uh-huh. and that's when a uh, all all person shows up and somehow stops him somehow some way. Headbutts. Just Probably. headbutts. <laughs> but yeah, they, they stopped the sun from going Nova, thank Christ, and Kalth as like a planet still exists to this day. Everyone lives under the surface now. Mm-hmm. Weird. Anyway. Like I said, that's not how popping the atmosphere works where people can just, oh, I live underground, it's fine. Well, yeah, but I think they had like structures in place just in case. Anyway. Then this leads to Imperium Secundus, which Girly Man finds this thing called the Pharos, which, if the Astronomicon is a lighthouse, the Pharos is a lantern. So it's a baby one. Says, well, you can shine it at a planet, and it's easier to get to that planet. Oh, it's the pocket it, one. Kinda. Like, you can't use it to... You can't use it as, like, a reference point, but you can get to it. Okay. And he says, hey, point this shit at McCrag, because in my mind, the Emperor's already dead, so we need to make Plan B happen. Mm-hmm. And it is considered at this point that this is one of the things that led to the defeat of the Imperium at Terra. Because they... Resources were sent to McCrag rather than Terra. The Dark Angels and Blood Angels both show up here. With their whole legions. Like, the Lion and Sanguinius show up, and... The Lion and Girly Man, they have a long conversation where the Lion says, Hey... You're being a fucking idiot. You're leaving our dad for dead when you have no evidence to support that. You're just assuming the worst and you're being an idiot. Now come with us and stop being a shitty emperor. And then Sanguinius shows up and they have a similar conversation. And, and Sanguinius, says, Sanguinius and Lion are both loyalists though, right? They haven't been taken. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh... St. Robot thinks that crowning himself the Emperor of Imperium Secundus is a... It would be... Bad idea. It would be like heresy, kind of. Oh, right? yeah. It would be like, oh, I'm, I'm usurping. So, he, sa- uh, he says he's not building his own Imperium, he's preserving the original. So he crowns Sanguinius as the Imperator... And he he and the. It says here that Lionel Johnson is the Lord Protector, and Robot yeah, is, is Lord Warden. Yeah, Lord Protector is similar to War Master in this regard. But after a time, Sanguinius and Sanguinius says, "Hey, I need to go to Terra and like deal with this." And I think. Possibly this is when Conrad Kurz was going like, hey, fuck everything on this planet. Like himself going full terrorist (laughs) offensive. The Dark Angels leave because some shit goes wrong on Caliban. 
and Sanguinius leaves to go and deal with Terra, with Robot saying, I'll be there in a bit. I'll be there later. So Robot still believes that God Emperor is dead? I think, if I remember correctly, Conrad says, oh, he's not dead yet. And that's when, like, hey, we gotta go. And I think something, probably Robot being an idiot, takes him too long to muster and Sanguinius just goes. Or it's like, hey, uh, you go, I'll come back in force. Yeah, so Robot is one of the guys who live in the bunker for 30 years and they think the world ends in apocalyptic fire. Uh, and then, like, someone comes knocking on it and it's just his two brothers like, hey, shit's fine, marginally. Like, come on, we need to fight. Functionally, yeah. Like, there's honestly. still a chance. Because yeah. Robot, it seems so. like he's consigned to be like, hmm, we can just start over here on the crag. Because that's what the yeah, Empire well, Imperium Secundus is, right? It's just the second empire. Yep. Yeah. And he he's an empire builder. So yeah, he was because he had he probably had this contingency plan for years in case the God Emperor ever died. Yeah, and that's kind of one of this uh, this recurring theme with Robot, where he's not he interestingly much like his father isn't loyal to this empire. He's loyal to humanity as a concept. He values yeah. them and their survival and their continued survival. He doesn't and think about the the uh, Imperium itself like as a because he doesn't think of it as just or he thinks of it as like a facehold for like humanity, yeah. but it can easily change. It's not like humanity itself is the Imperium. Honestly, I imagine his idea of what the Imperium should look like if he were to just wrestle control of the whole Imperium himself, probably yeah. extraordinarily different. And considering the fact he's walking around again, uh, and I think he's the only Primarch on the Loyalist side capable of walking around again. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's gonna be like, hey, it's mine. Give well, I, I, I'd be interested to see that. I doubt that GW will let that happen, yeah. but uh, I, f I feel like the character so far would be like, alright, yeah. fuckers. Well, John was just talking like, because Robot didn't want to give, he didn't want to like crown himself as king because he thought that was heresy. Right, so but would, I feel like Would at Robot a certain... actually kind of like throw over the Empire and be like, I'm, I'm new, I'm head honcho now. Off. You see, that's... I don't know yet, because, you know, he's also been asleep for a while. But we'll... Oh. Uh, actually, we actually have a pretty good idea of what he does as soon as he wakes up. Basically, kind of that! Yeah, kind of <laughs> Oh, that. he's like, alright, the Imperium's mine now. Well, uh, well, he walks up to the Lords of Terra and says, Huh, you're all doing a fuck-awful job. <laughs> uh, Three-fourths of you are fired. The other fourth... Okay, sure. Uh, he goes to talk to the ecclesiary, says, uh, this flies in the face of everything my dad would have wanted, and they're like, sure, but if we take away religion, this Imperium is going to fucking crumble. And I guess we're about to say, He's just like, okay, sure, I guess I understand why we kind of need the state religion. Whatever. I have more important shit to do. So, after but getting... So after uh, putting in the Imperium Secundus, what happens after that? 
Well, it's time uh, after for... everyone kind of fucks off on their own ways, I guess. Battle of Terra. It's time to finish her out. Yeah. Uh. All right. Tag me in. Tag me in, Chief. There he goes. You good? All right. Okay. This, uh, I think this should just be a long episode. Yeah. We yeah. should just wrap just so we it can up. Finish I, yeah. up. Yeah. I was like, we're already at fifty minutes, but like, I think we can go long enough to get because I assume the Battle of Terra has a lot in it. Well, it's taste. There's tasty. a lot going on, and John. There's some dank nugs. There are some dank nugs. Because, oh boy, does this fight last a long time? So how long? Uh, well, it, let, let's just let it pass in its natural course. So, uh, right now to kind of make sure that we're all aware of where the chess pieces are. We've got Rogaldorn and the Imperial Fists. We've got uh, Sanguinius and the Blood Angels, and we have Jagahatai Khan and the White Scars on Terra. In addition to that, there are approximately uh, one and a half million uh, auxiliary troops, which are serfs and proto guardsmen uh the not a dark mechanium uh three titan legions the custodies and the sisters of silence meanwhile on mars horus is amassing his fleet which is him and the sons of horus the World Eaters, the Death Guard, the Emperor's Children, the Thousand Sons. Because, by the way, uh, Prospero got fucked, right? Remember? Yeah. Uh, fucking, at this, by this point, um, Magnus is still a ghost in the warp. But he does manage to call Horus up and be like, I'm sending my guys to you, and I want you to fucking kill dad do it uh and so he sends him his thousand sons uh now numbered at approximately that uh but um uh lorgar and the world bearers the iron warriors the night lords and the chaos cultists the Mil chaos militia the dark mechanium the traitor titans and a whole fuckload of demons and mutants are amassing on Mars. As well as the Big Papa that we mentioned uh, last time on Kalth. Uh, not Kalth. Yeah, Kalth. Uh, no, not Kalth. Fuck. Istvan 5. Istvan 5. Yeah. That big giant fucking Imperator class Titan. Yeah. Uh, that, that's also present and accounted for. Meanwhile. Oh, is it on Mars? It's it's in Horus's ship. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's basically in transit. Yes, Horus is just amassing his fleet here, and uh, so so the mechanic is is chill with Horus, I guess. Well, no, no, half they they he's conquering the fuck out of them right now. Oh, okay. So half of them are like, I like you, Horus, because you're gonna let us build stuff. We can do all kinds of things, and then the actor's like, "Oh God, we're getting shot at so much." Basically, so um, I remind you, there's there's one thing I want to note here. Note it. Uh, so Horus went more or less straight from Istvan Five to Terra. 
when conventional military wisdom would say, hey, conquer a bunch of shit first, you know, if you're going to prolong this war. But Horus was a very go for the jugular and then just deal with the rest later kind of commander. Yeah, he was very take out the so, head and then the rest will fall kind of guy. Tip of the spear yeah. is the imagery they okay. used. So that's what he really wanted to go for was take out Terra and then deal with the rest of the Imperium. Okay. That's my note. Yeah. Uh, that That is an important note. Uh, and it's because of that that all the other Primarchs and their legions can't get, are either dead or can't get here. They're not available to arrive in time to assist. Yeah, Sanguinius is on the way, but he's not going to make it in time. So, um, Sanguinius makes it in time. Oh, okay. Like, just, just barely. barely in time. Okay, so uh, Corvus, Corax, and... Um, Corvus is healing, and yeah. his legion is on basically the other side of the galaxy. Uh, Robot and the Ultramarines aren't sure that this is true or not, and so they yeah. aren't coming yet. They're, uh, they're drawing straws. Yeah, Lehman um, is busy fighting the uh, Lehman Alpha never got Legion. the message. Yeah, Jahatai. well, he got the message after uh, Jagahatai gave it to him and then bailed. Okay. But he's fighting the Alpha Legion right now. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Jagahatai's on the way. Jagahatai gets there early, even. Okay, so he's there before. Yes. So at least there's one Legion that's and, showing up. Yeah, and of course, Rogel and his Imperial Fists are present, and of course, Rogel Dorn fucking built the planet, basically. Yeah, so he's like, alright, fuck it, let's see, what's, let's see what's going down. Yeah, so, uh, the guys on Mars decide to mosey on over to Terra, and, uh, put all of their fleet in orbit, and then begin the battle in earnest. Which starts with about two and a half weeks of orbital bombardment on all of Terra. They—that's just the prelude. That's their—that's the orchestra warming up for Horus. Uh, of course, they have defenses on the moon and also on planet. And they fight back, and they manage to even kill off about a quarter of the ships in the trader's fleet. But there's so fucking many of them, and they just keep getting mowed the fuck down by the trader legions with no mercy. Days of bombardment happen, and finally, Horus is like, I. I'm gonna press this big ol' fucking drop my dudes button now. Bing! And uh, a whole bunch of drop pods fall on the two spaceports next to the Imperial Palace. These two are important because uh, Horus has one target in mind. Rogel? Fine. Sanguinius? Okay. Uh, Jagahatai? Whatever doesn't give a fuck he has a target one man he's going to fucking kill yeah the emperor mm. it, it's literally it's pretty much his only goal and so while he is bombarding the rest of it and that's all well and good 
He's forming essentially a big old window around the palace to land on and fuck up. So step one, cut it off. So he cuts off with the spaceports, the Eternity Wall, and the Lion's Gate. They fell in. They fall in hours. What's the Eternity Wall and the Lion's Gate? That's are just what the spaceports space are called. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, just a little, just a little bit of names. yeah, just a little bit of flavor for you. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of spice. Um, so. Uh, at this point, the cultists uh, begin doing their thing, uh, mostly blood rituals with civilians, uh, and call in some big old greater demons. Uh, in particular, one to note is a particular bloodthirster of corn, which are the greater demons of corn. Um, basically, uh, the archangels of corn, if that makes sense to you. Uh, if. Yeah, that, yeah. that kind of tracks on how great yeah, humans are. Sense. Yeah, uh, this one bloodthirster whose name I don't remember, and I'd have to scroll down further to skim that particular word out. Cabanda. Uh, Cabanda uh, also shows up. Uh, he's important, and will he'll show up again in a well, I guess a few hours uh, in time. That's the bloodthirster, yes. right? Ah, uh, yes, the one that gets, uh, you know, skadunka chugged. A little bit. So, um, space sorts secured. The rest of the troops land. All of their auxiliary troops and the Mechanicum forces land. And, of course, the Titans. Uh, they proceed to just fuckle the defense lasers of Terra and just fucking charge in. Uh, so... The defenders are pretty much fucking stuck in the walls of the palace like that. So first things first, Angron, who's already become a demon prince at this point, uh, walks out and is like, Surrender! You're gonna get fucked! <laughs> Sang I mean, it comes out more like, Arrgh! Yeah. Uh, Sanguinius, from the top of the wall, does his best impression of the French guys from Monty Python. Um, <laughs> but, you know, looks real pretty while doing it. Uh, they gaze at each other, perhaps communicating telepathically or some bullshit like that, because they're fucking magic space gods. Uh, and basically Angron's like, alright, uh, fucking, alright guys, let's, uh, let's go back to the line, we're gonna... We're going to take some deep breaths, have a good relaxed sesh, and then afterwards we're going to fucking murder everyone! I was uh, like, I don't think Angron knows the word relax. Sometimes you just need a good relaxed well, sesh before a good old murder. Actually, push it up my glasses real far. Uh, becoming a demon prince of corn is actually the best thing that could have happened to Angron. Because once he became a demon prince, he didn't have the butcher's nails anymore. That makes sense, yeah. He still so has them as a design choice, but not, like, literally. Yeah, they're not constantly digging into his spinal cord the entire time he yeah, lives right. now. He can have rational thought, which is just kind of weird for him. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm imagining he <laughs> so? agreed to this, and then Karn was like, So, how you feeling? You know, uh, 
pretty pretty good actually. I can I can think clearly. That's been that's been a weird difference. I do have this raging bloodlust though. That's a little it's a little off for me. And at which point Karin just kind of puts his hands on his hips and goes, "Is that really off for you?" And fucking Angron just smiles and finger guns him and is like, "Nah." Anyway, let's go chain axe some guys. Um. This is how most conversations with Angron go, and most of them end with, let's go chain axe some guys, uh, at which point Karin high-fives him and they go chain axe some guys. So, uh, hey, um, so, uh, our, our good good friends, the, uh, everyone on the good side, um, basically sets up and gets ready to get into the fucking The siege begins. Three times, uh, Chaos forces attempt to climb the wall, and three times the Blood Angels drive them back. Uh, Sanguinius as well. well. Along with the Imperial Fists. Uh, let's be the real. Imperial Due diligence. The Imperial Fists, I think, throughout this fight, uh, don't get a lot of credit, but are in every part of it. Because, props to Rogaldorn, the man knows how to deal with a siege. That's his shtick. So he fucking dealt with it, as best as he could. Uh, I'm imagining he mostly took Overwatch during a lot of this, because <laughs> that's kind of just what you gotta do, command. Uh, yeah. By the way, you're probably wondering, where's the Emperor? Uh, the Emperor Where is... is the Emperor? On the Golden Throne, keeping Killing. the Webway Gate closed. Oh. Because once shit started going wrong, there's a lot of things knocking on the Webway Gate's door. Basically, a lot of demons like, hey, 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 what's, what's going on? Basically, a lot of a lot of demons going, hey, Big E, let me whisper yeah, in the ear. I want to fucking rip your brain out, and then fuck it, because there's some slanesh guys behind me and. They told me to whisper. Uh, that wasn't even into your ear. That was into my ear, and I'm really uncomfortable. And I'm a I'm a pus demon for God's sake. Do you know what it takes to get me? I think he just licked three boils off of my neck. I'm, I'm he's not stopping. Can you? I'm asking as a favor now. It's less than I want to murder you and more just a please. I'm really I imagine, uncomfortable. I imagine the other three demons from the other Chaos Gods are looking at the Selenesh demons who are new on the block like, man, these guys are fucking weird, right? Uh, fun fact, uh, Kord fucking hates Selenesh. <laughs> Super hates. A lot. Fuck it. Actually, Korn hates everyone that isn't Nurgle. He tolerates Nurgle. Mm -hmm. Does so anyone hate me. Nurgle? I don't think anyone... Uh, Slanesh does. Slanesh does hate Nurgle, yeah. Um, it should be noted, Slanesh hates cause... Nurgle and Korn hates Slanesh, but Slanesh does not hate Korn. Because he, f <laughs> because it finds it funny. Uh, the reason, the reason that Slanesh hates Korn is that... Nurgle, or no, Slanesh hates Nurgle is because Nurgle's responsible for all those STDs harsh in his vibe. <laughs> Am I wrong? Probably not. I guess. Exactly. 
hey, hey, shut up, Brayden. You don't hey, know. And then I guess Lanesh is kind of like, all right, Corn. You know, you you know, you're gonna hate fuck me one day. And Corn's like, no. And then on the inside, he's like, some would argue it's already happened. Some would argue it's already happened, or oh, it's really? even happening right now. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, have you ever heard the term hate boner? Yes. Or rage boner. I I assumed Corn always had it along with Angron. I mean, I'm imagining the poor fucker is so angry all the time, he has to hit that point pretty regularly of just... We're getting back to does Angron have a dick, and I want to avoid that. We've oh, already established sure? he has a dick. We all know, know Space Marines have dicks. I don't Some know have multiple. That. Um, Particularly anyway. in Bruce Children. Um, Twelve. Twelve. Uh, so... Uh, meanwhile, also, uh, so, Blood Angels and Sanguinius are keeping them off the walls, playing flyswatter duty. Yeah. Jagahatai and the White Scars are trying to lead them away. It's not working. Uh, it's at this point, well, Horus is getting tired of this shit because it's like, Fucking get in there! Why are you taking so long? <laughs> the demons are, are the football team and Horace is the coach on the sidelines. Fucking Basically. get in yep. there. So at, it's Do the damn thing. It's at yep. this point that he goes, okay, fuck it. I'm taking the nuclear option here. And he just has some titans and the death's hand legion. Just open up the wall by blowing it to fuck. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> And of course, despite the fact that quite a few titans have died at this point, the big titan is present. Uh, Dias Irae uh, fucks open the uh, the main wall, and the traitors just flood in. Um, Jagahatai takes this opportunity to go, I'm gonna change tactics. Instead of going, I'm going to attack the giant army in front of me because they'll just swamp me, I'm going to go to the now relatively undefended spaceport and reclaim it. So he waits till dawn and fucking rushes the Lionsgate spaceport, um, along with some loyalist tank divisions. And he succeeds! He retakes the entire fucking thing and then holds it. Nice. Holds the line. line. Yeah. Uh, he also gets reinforcements pretty consistently now, and has basically turned the tide of this section of battle. Good chess. Uh, meanwhile, inside the palace, the defenders are literally pushed back as far as they can go. There is one thing standing between... Horus and the Emperor now, essentially. Horus hasn't actually landed, he's still in his ship for the record, doing Overwatch, but there is one object lying between the Emperor and the forces of Chaos, and that's the Eternity Gate, which is a giant door that leads into the Golden Throne. Uh, the Eternity Gate is nominally guarded by all but 1,000 of the Custodes. And the custodies are big dick OGs. So. Yep. Furthermore, uh, the... And that's just nominally. This being the Battle of Terra, those thousand came out. Those thousand, fun fact, are Emperor's hand-picked dudes. The 
fuck, what are they called? The Companions. They're the bigger dick Of course dudes. they're called the Companions. Uh, of course they're called the Companions. Yeah. And, uh... Fucking hell. <laughs> so, uh, with that said, the Companions come out, the Sisters of Silence come out, Lord, uh, excuse me, uh, Rogel Dorn and Sanguinius come in, uh... And everyone the fuck else who is a good guy is standing in front of a giant door, ready to fuck anything that walks into the room. So naturally, Chaos decides, okay, uh, swinging hard, right? Yeah, swinging fucking hard. Hey, Kabanda! <laughs> so in comes, uh, the bloodthirster, Kabanda. Kabanda comes in and is like, hey, you have wings, pretty boy. <laughs> yes, you guys know how you summon Kabanda? How do you summon? Bongo drums. Anyway, this has been Grim Dorks. I hope <laughs> you've enjoyed our final episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Later, guys. So, um, yeah, Kabanda challenges Sanguinius and they uh, fight real cool. Uh, that said, Sanguinius loses round one and gets his shit knocked in, uh, nice. and launched at the concrete. Uh, he makes a big old crater, but, uh, stands up and goes, <laughs> Fuck you! And then runs up to Kabanda and, um, I wanna be specific. Uh, grabs him by the right ankle and arm out of the sky, uh, heaves him over his head, and then does perhaps one of the longest distance backbreaker pile drives ever as he descends from the heavens and then breaks this fucker's back over his knee so hard that the demon vanishes from existence to reappear back in the warp. Fun fact about demons, they don't die if you kill them in the Materium. You gotta kill them in the warp. Oh. But he is banished for 1,000 standard years, which is handy. Uh, the, the stronger the demon, the longer they're banished. That's that's a good rule of thumb. Okay. Uh, and yeah, Sanguinius just fucking... My favorite verb for this is baned. Uh, that's a good word this fucking bloodthirster and I love it so much fucking, it's so fucking metal that's what he said when he pile drived him he said fucking get Bane demon uh, it was more of hey I've seen in ancient scriptures from the oldest Terra a masked person doing this and I know I'm no Mortarian and no Conrad or nor Corvus but Skabaned Skabaned or, <laughs> or what's this what's this bloodthirster's name uh, Kabanda. Uh, I lost it. Kabanda. He, or, just at the end of the power driver, Kabanda, you goofing. You goofing. <laughs> um, Hello, guys. Uh, I want to report that Brayden has found his catchphrase. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm only going to do it this episode because I won't remember at all. But now we hit the end game. They successfully held the Eternity Gate, and Horus is realistic. Yeah, he can get through, but it's gonna take four fucking ever, and at that point, there's a good chance that the rest of the Loyalists will show up behind him, and he can't afford that. Yeah. 
I'm on a time crunch right yeah, yeah. now, and this fucking sucks. So he makes a gamble. He drops the void shields on his ship. Uh-oh. And Emperor detects this and goes, I see your game. All right. Um, it's also briefly noted, because uh, I feel like that's probably going to help John a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. just before he does that... Oh, excuse me. Uh, Horace was gonna teleport in, but decided to do the other thing, uh, as Erebus breaks the news that, uh, the Dark Angels and the Space Wolves are getting close to Terra, and the Ultramarines are close behind. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Horace is like, uh, fuck, uh, weeks of... I would need a weeks to do this. And the Emperor's reinforcements are arriving in hours, and... Fuck. Alright. And Horus, in, like, self-notice and self-reflection knows, I'm not the person to fight a prolonged battle. That's not my strength. Yep. This That's Dorne's strength more than anyone else. Yep. So, uh, Horus flicks off the Void Shields, and, uh, apparently kind of feels bad. There are brief moments throughout this, apparently, that a few of the Traitor Primarchs, a couple of them, do feel regret, but Horus is the one, one of the few that feels the most of these instances, uh, but continues to press on anyway believing in himself and his right um so uh yeah he basically throws that challenge down and emps rises up to it he teleports uh himself the custodes sanguinius dorn as well as a few companies of the fists and angels uh aboard Horus's ship, the Vengeful Spirit. And at least one guardsman. And at least one guardsman. Uh, why why did he comes up? He comes up. No, it was, I think he brought like a couple of companies. He did. Oh, he okay. brought companies of guardsmen because So he he's brought not gonna... his posse for this one V one fight. Yeah. Well, to be fair no, it was more of a crew on crew dance yeah. battle, <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah. So uh Horus, of course, detects this and uses his fresh-ass chaos powers to basically wang-jangle that mixture all up and throw everyone in all different parts of the ship. Can you say that again? No. Uh, Damn. (laughs) I just want want you to say wang-jangle. (laughs) Wang-jangle. Now I can happily die. This podcast is good. All right. Damn. Uh, Sorry, guys. You heard it. (laughs) And he edits this fucking thing, too, so I can't even argue. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Horace wixes it all together, uh, with an egg beater, and each one basically has to fucking fight through a series of dance battles in order to get to their friends. Um, Sanguinius pops in first, uh, and of course, Horace's first thing is, you sure you don't want this chaos thing? To which Sanguinius responds, You sent a bloodthirster after me! <laughs> Fair! It, it's worth remembering that Horus and Sanguinius are the closest brothers. 
That too. Yeah. And this moment between them is very much the Obi-Wan and Anakin moment. It's over, Sanguinius. I have the high ground. Well, uh, it, it, despite... That's pretty damn that's close. That's pretty damn close, because it's at this point that Sanguinius charges him, and uh, Horus proves why he's the, the war best. master. And he strangles the fucker. Uh, in s- Yep, straight kills him. Damn! Uh, Not in some versions... In some versions, Sanguinius man- manages to make a chink in Horus's armor, literally. Uh, in others, not so much. But either way, uh, Horus fucking kills the hell out of Sanguinius. Uh, damn! <laughs> in the version that I'm aware of, that the first version I read was, Sanguinius basically acted as the Krillin in this moment, which caused Big Papa <laughs> E to be like, "Oh shit, I gotta kill you!" Super Saiyan. More or less, yes. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, uh, Emps walks in, sees, uh, his most beautiful son, a corpse, and Horus standing above him. Uh, they have an exchange, uh, namely being Horus going, you call yourself a, you know, the right one to lead mankind and akin to a god, but then you issue all of this god stuff anyway. You're a hypocrite and a piece of shit, and you don't have this right, and chaos has way more benefits than you do. Fuck you. Fuck your couch. Fuck your house. Fuck your gold. Alright, no, not that last one. I like Fuck your station wagon. Uh, Fuck your station wagon. Fuck your sisters of silence. Fuck your custodies. And most importantly, fuck your Algonquin shaman face. (sighs) And at that moment, if I recall correctly, the Emperor rips Horus apart atom by atom with his psychic. (laughs) Not yet. Uh, They do fight. And it's honestly a, quite a fight. It, the version I know, at least, Emps doesn't go full out yet, though. He holds back. I'm because, only using 70% of my true power. Well, he holds back because he yeah, thinks Horus can still go back. He wants Horus to go back. He's his favored son. He has spent so long with him. He thinks surely... There's that boy I knew, right? Um, there isn't. And uh, Horus just keeps cutting into him. And eventually, Emperor is, uh, as good an immortal as he is, severely wounded by magical energy, too. Even though he's got that dank resistances and damage immunities, you know, he's still... Um, he still takes normal damage from magic weapons and armor. Yeah. Uh, check out his stat block. Uh, <laughs> uh, challenge rank 4,000. 40,000. <laughs> <Hi! Hi! laughs> uh, so, uh, Emps is bleeding severely and gonna die, basically. Uh... And Horus is gloating over him. Emperor at this point still thinks maybe, maybe. Uh, and Horus is about to deal the final blow. 
when someone is this when my fucking boy shows this up? This is when your fucking boy shows up. Can I take? You this? can take your fucking boy. I'm gonna say before okay. before you do this, it's easy to see how robot in the God Emperor mankind are father and son because they do the exact yeah, same both shit. Idiots. Yeah. So it's at this moment that one. There are several versions of this, but I'm going to tell my favorite uh-huh. version and then elaborate. Just this random, no, no one, no nothing guardsman stands between Horus and the Emperor. Looks down this literal avatar of a pantheon of fuck you. Looks at this literal demigod turned mostly god and just stares at him. And Horus says, fucking move. And the guardsman just stands there. And then Horus just like, whatever, and kills him. But this fucking guy had the biggest balls to stand between a literal avatar of war and a literal god with nothing but a flashlight and a cardboard box on his chest and just looked him straight in the eye and said, Fuck you! He's literally Tiananmen Square guy. Yes, but for uh, keeps. But, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he becomes later on uh, Oleanus Pius. He's canonized. Patron saint. He becomes patron saint of the Imperial Guard. What? Because this one brave motherfucker stood in front of Horus and basically said, no, you move. That's cool as fuck. I'm glad that they did that. Now, it got cheapened several times. It became a Space Marine. It became a Terminator. It became an Adeptus Custodes. And it became the biggest, baddest Adeptus Custodes, proving that Games Workshop misses the fucking point about what makes the setting so fucking cool and that people average fucking people can look literal demons and gods and all-knowing aliens in the fucking face and say fuck you you move it should also be noted that uh technically all of these explanations are quote-unquote canon in universe where it's essentially other different people trying to take the credit right oh but I think, honestly, the worst of these cheapenings is Oleanus Pius, a.k.a. Oleanus Person, is later revealed to be a Perpetual. Uh, as mentioned, Perpetuals are immortal beings die. that can reform from being atomized. Uh, which, interesting fact, which he gets atomized by fucking Horace. Yeah, um, what I can bet. Uh... And so Aulianus gets better later on, and presumably continues... I got better. He continues his endless warrior journey. Also, fun fact about Aulianus Pius, uh... Looking into his backstory, we're fairly certain that he is older than the Emperor by almost 6,000 years. What? Uh... Oleanus Pi or Oleanus person was an Argonaut. Like like literally was an Argonaut. He fought in world every war since the beginning of war. He's basically. Wolverine. 
What? He's... But without the claws. He's Wolverine without the claws and adamantium, but all the other Wolverine stuff. I'm squinting at my computer right now because I can't believe this shit. He's also at uh, the time I first read of him, which is in the Battle of Kalth book, he's still, like, Catholic, which is just funny. That... Uh, uh, it's funny to me. Why is he still Catholic? If he's been in every war that has ever been a war, he would be like a Druidic man or some, like, worshipping a long-dead religion I think, and not Catholicism. I think his most recent wife had been Catholic. My head canon is that, uh... Did he, he not get a new wife in all that time? Apparently. He probably had several. Then why is he still a Catholic? My, my, my head canon for this His one most is uh, that he uh, met, uh, or he met the Emperor when the Emperor was Jesus, uh. and started following <laughs> him then, and just kept following him, and now that the Emperor came back, and the Emperor's like, you know, atheism... He, he just side eyes him and he's like, "Bitch, I've been following you this entire time." Fuck off! You can suck my entire. Yeah, time. Okay, I'm also so... older than you, dickweed. But we are low on time, so I'm gonna wrap this fucker up in a I neat like little how, bow. I like Pius more as a single uh, human guardsman who dies and not a perpetual. It's so much better. Yeah, it's so much. So I'm gonna take it as he's not a perpetual. Yeah. Uh, also. Yeah, him. We need to wrap this shit up, my dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, yeah. real quick, uh, I remind you, Emperor, keeping the warp closed. So, who had to do that while he was not in the Golden Throne? Well, that would be our dear friend and mom, uh, Malkador the Sigilite. I remind you, second most powerful, or third most powerful Psyker in humanity, out next to Emps and Magnus. Magnus. Uh, so, he's sitting on this, uh, dying. Just BT-dubs. Anyway, back on the thing, Emperor, in a pool of his own blood, dying as Horus has just eviscerated some poor schmuck. And that's the point where Emps realizes, I can't save him anymore. Uh, shit. Um, and he musters all of his psychic energy and gives one last shot. That shot starts ripping Horus apart. And it's at that uh, moment that, in some versions, Horus looks at the Emperor in a almost apologetic way. And a regret. And so he... The Emperor takes this twofold. First of all, I need to keep my boy safe forevermore. And second of all, I can't let Chaos get him back and corrupt him again, or just resurrect him if he's been fully corrupted. So he does the thing that he can do with all of his psychic might. He doesn't just atomize Horus and his armor. He atomizes and disintegrates entirely Horus's soul. Horus not only dies, he ceases. The soul of Horus Lupercal ends at this moment completely. Damn. And it's also at this moment that... 
ripping a soul into nothingness is like a screech noise on a megaphone into a microphone that's next to the speaker that the microphone's hooked up to. The way I think of it is, consider the fabric of reality. Now grab Horace's thread and just rip on that motherfucker. Yeah. And that's what happened. Fucking play like a guitar string. Yeah. So Horace is gone. And this also causes a psychic wave that literally banishes every demon in the system. Gone. Uh... This also, you know, freaks the fuck out of the forces of chaos, and they're all like, uh, we're bailing. Yeah, they're like, uh, Dad? So they do. Meanwhile, the Emperor is dying, and Rogel arrives on the scene along with the custodies and sees. And his magic Yeah, penguins. and sees the scene and is like, uh. Hey, Ooh. Dad, what, what should I do? And Papa E uses the last bit of his energy to whisper some instructions. So Rogel grabs him, teleports back to the Golden Throne, and uh, drags him up to it. Uh, Malkador is a skeleton at this point, and uses the last bit of his energy as he's being removed from the Golden Throne to repower the Emperor. This also has the effect of shocking uh, Malkador's body so hard that the entirety of his body just turns to dust. Jesus. Emperor gets seated on the Golden Throne and has just enough energy to speak his instructions. He lists out exactly what the nearby Mechanicum guys need to do in order to essentially make his body and psyche a permanent battery to forever power the Astronomicon and keep the warp gate underneath the Golden Throne sealed forever. At a cost, of course. The Mechanicus follows his instructions to the letter, and Papa E is forevermore entombed on the Golden Throne, decaying slowly, his injury succumbing to his injuries that he received confronting Horus. And this is, technically speaking, the end of the Horus Heresy. There is plenty of fallout and shit is forever more fucked within the context of the 40k galaxy, but that shit to cover on another time, because we're 35 minutes over time, and who laddie. Uh... I think next episode we're going to take a break from humans for a while, because we've talked a lot about humans, and so I think it's time to talk about some not-humans, daggone it. Uh, and it's not like yeah. we'll avoid talking about humans, because fucking shit, man, they're all over the place. I think we're going to get into Eldar yep. next, next week. week. Well, actually, I think next week first should be... Uh... Hey, Brayden. Yes? It's quiz time. Oh, dear. There will be a test. Uh, it will be a oral test. Uh, and Ooh, it will not involve test. filleting a space marine. I was about to say, is Solanesh <laughs> giving it out? Or... <laughs> you will wish by the end. Oh, uh, no. Next episode, a very brief review of 
the important bits of oh, humanity. <laughs> and then Space Elves. Presented to you Presented by Brayden. Presented to you by Brayden. Oh no! Excellent. Get ready <laughs> the for the surrogate. wild fucking ride of me shorthanding the entire history of the Imperium until now. Hey. Uh, we might also record some special episodes soon. Excellent. <laughs> before we get back into uh, episodes proper. Yeah, let's do a warp dive too. <laughs> let's do a, let's do a warp delve and let's do the the one we I think we've talked excellent. About. Yes, let's not say what it is because I love the iconic. Let's, let's hope everyone forgets. We won't. I think I talked about it yeah, last week. Yeah, we, you did, but care. You know, I'll edit it out. I haven't edited that hey. episode. Yet. <laughs> this is me forgetting to to edit that. <laughs> I'm predicting the future. Yep. Like Corex. That's so raven. Uh, do we want to do plugs or do we just, just want to close this out? Fucking go long. to at Grimdork's pod. You'll find us there. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I also put a link to Mobile Suit Fandom on Grimdork's. That too. You don't need, we don't need to plug it every week. On. It's fine. You, if you know, just go to at Grimdork's pod. <laughs> it's fine. You'll find us there. We love you. Keep listening. Send us questions so we can do bits. Email, of, us. email us. Just sh- sh- grimdorkspod at gmail.com. Or just fucking send us questions on Twitter. Just be like, hey, f- hey, That'll fuckers, work. what the hell is this picture? And then show us a picture of just like <laughs> a demonette and that you clearly got it off of fucking Danborough because you're a fucking <laughs> troglodyte person. <laughs> Why are you sending that to us on Twitter? I'll respond to you, but I won't fucking like it. Uh, with all that said and done, uh, from the top. Uh, I have been Commissar John. I have been, uh, Secret Perpetual and Line Holder, uh, Fuzzy. I have been Blood Angels Terminator. Great. He yeah, held the line. Pretty... They held the line, right? Didn't they? They did. They did. They they yeah. were holding, they were holding the line. I'm early. learning. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> I'm so proud. Hey. Hey. And with all that said and done, bye. 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 <laughs> Grimdark. Thank you for listening to Grimdorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show. Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.